This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. How are you doing? Oh, you know. Uh, no, I don't. That's why I ask. Tired. Tired? Mm-hmm. Mm, that mm-hmm. ain't good. I don't like hearing that. Nope. 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 But. Yes? I'm taking tomorrow off. Oh, heck yeah. And I'm going to go see Blade Runner. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. I just uh, asked somebody if they would like to go on Thursday. Oh yeah, heck yeah! Nice. Seems like a, it seems like it's getting a lot of uh, publicity. Dude, it's two hours and forty five minutes. Oh, good sack of sack of Jawia. Are you kidding me? Holy <laughs> no. mackerel! I was looking up tickets earlier today, and I was like, holy shit! It's almost three hours. I love the long running time, don't get me wrong. Um, and the cast looks great, but there's a lot of people that take their like film noir and that film especially to heart. Mm-hmm. And when they're like, oh, it's breathless. Oh, it's great. You know, it's not the same people that always like shower love on everything. Mm. So even my critical you know, circle of friends, even they are like, oh, it's, it's special. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll find out soon. Yeah, I figured it'd be good. I don't know. I'm going to try to see if I can watch the, uh, the first one before I go. Oh, nice. Is it anywhere special? Uh, streaming wise? What do you mean? Is it on like Amazon or Netflix? Oh, I know I own it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Come on, Nick. Which version do you own though? The the director's cut. Oh, okay. Yeah. I always get the director's cut. Good deal. That's uh you know, so last night I I, I was gonna watch Watchmen. Mm. The extended director's cut. With, nice. With an additional 24 minutes. Because, you know, Watchmen's just not long enough. It just isn't. You're, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> oh, man. No, I watched the, uh, I watched the, the Jeff Johns New York Comic Con Doomsday Clock panel. Ooh, how was that? It was really good. It was was Je- it Jeff Johns doing what he does best type of thing? Being Jeff Johns? He's pretty awesome. When I grew up, I want to be Jeff Johns. People sort of forget that he was helming the ship before Scott Snyder swooped in. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he did quite a bit to shake up the DC universe, and I don't think he gets near enough credit. I think he gets plenty of credit. I mean, certainly from DC. DC elevated him in the ranks pretty quick. You don't think the fa- point, you don't think the fans give him credit? Oh no, I think they do. But I think longevity wise, I don't know how much he's gonna get credit. I hope he gets tons of credit. But but I mean let's not forget everyone was complaining that DC is changing direction. So is Marvel. They're changing up you know, it's like they're writing the ship. 
And it's like, Jeff Johns was sort of doing that before people were saying that that it's being done too much. I don't know. Well, I mean, he's the I, fi- he's the fixer. Yeah, he certainly is. He's the fixer. Yeah. He he fixed uh he fixed Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. He fixed Flash. Sure. Uh he did some awesome uh that Earth what is it? Earth 1. Mhm. He did some good Can stuff I- there. Let me. All right, now I'm going to rifle off a couple things, Uh-oh. and you tell you tell me if you fixed it. Oh, Justice Society of America. No. Okay. It was um, it was good. Sure. But I mean, a- but but the thing is, fixing it includes bringing it to the forefront, right? Like, does anyone give a shit about JSA? I would say they cared more about it when he was at the helm. Well, yes, but but what about after? You see what I mean? Yeah, but he also modernized it pretty well. Okay, but, bringing in Star Girl and stuff like like he made sure, it young. Sure, sure, sure. And I mean, which that, was that, cool and because that, JSA that, never felt like that. They never yes, felt like that. Yes, I get that. Okay, and I, I have one that. more. Go ahead, and, and it's around the same. Probably, I think I'm going to get the same reaction. Uh. Teen Titans. Um, I didn't like Teen Titans as much as JSA. Okay. I thought he modernized Teen Titans. He did. Yeah. Which which is good. I mean, you can slam it for making it sort of CW-ish. Sure. A lot of good-looking younger versions or new young people in these, like, teen books. But Guess what? Like, if you're going for younger readers, you sort of have to scale young. And I think it was a, I think both were good experiments for that. So, I don't know how much I buy into that. So, I just finished quote unquote reading because it's on Audible. Um, but I just finished Marvel the Untold Story again. Mm. And uh, I, I, I re listened to it because I was at a podcast. And uh, I, I thought I had missed some stuff, and sure enough, I did miss stuff. So I'm glad I, I re-listened, and um, and I finished the Cape Crusader, which is uh, like a Batman history thing, um, which was not as good as I had expected. Huh. But anyways, in, in that Marvel: The Untold Story, there's there's a, a quote in there, and I don't remember the exact quote, uh, but something to the effect of like, because um, you know. You know, Nick, it's like, you've seen Battlestar Galactica, right? Hell yeah. Alright, so you know the whole thing about, uh, like, all this has happened before, all this will happen again? Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm listening to that book, and you you see the phases, and one of the phases is one of the phases we're going through now, where everyone's like, oh my god, the comic book industry's dead. We're not going to have any more comics. Sure. You know, and then somehow things pull through and blah, blah, blah. Um, but there was a quote in there about how Marvel was, I think this was around the, the time where Shooter was doing Secret Wars, the original one. Um, like right, right after that. And Marvel had decided to focus on a younger readership. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who it was that said it. I want to say maybe Roy Thomas, uh, but I could be wrong on that. And it was something to the effect of, well, 
you know, like this isn't resounding with with the eight year old audience because maybe there was never an eight year old audience. Hmm. Like maybe it's always been just, you know, teens and up getting this stuff and and focusing on a younger demographic doesn't save the industry because that demographic's not there. And I kind of feel the same way about that, dude. But like, I I will say both of John's that the team books we're talking about right now. I would say that by skewing what I what I'm trying to say is by skewing younger, I feel like he's skewing for high school, college, he's trying to put the heroes in that. Not younger demographic, but like Teen Titans, he, he was trying to make them teenagers again. And that's sort of, that that was nice, as well as JSA. Sure, right. It, it's sort of like when I was growing up in high school looking at like Freedom Fighters. Mm-hmm. That was something that I looked at, and I'm like, this is what my grandfather would be reading. Hmm. Like, now I love the Freedom Fighters. But when you look at a superhero book with Uncle Sam in it, eh, like, that isn't Peter Parker going off to high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're and right. I don't, I don't think it was successful. Trust me, by, by me saying this, I don't think it brought on younger readers by no means. I think Batman and Robin Adventures, stuff like that, that possibly you could bring on younger readers, but that comes from the father or mother handing these constantly to their child and sort of force-feeding them into liking comics. I think about that with like the stuff IEW does, right? They have My Little Pony and Mm -hmm. what else, like regular show and things like that, like yeah, dude. No kids like hey, let's, let's go to the comic store and get those. You know, like it's it's same parents, with Transformers, Transformers and GI Joe. Well, I mean, I read Transformers. I I and I understand that, but I'm still saying like you could hand that to a child who's like in love with the Cars movie, and they might be like cool robots, mm. cool cars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. That's a decent bridge, depending on, like, hey, if there's a M-rated Transformers comic, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just the visual aesthetic of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I, think, so. I think Jeff Johns deserves a freaking lot of kudos. Same with uh, Dan. Didio. Didio? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think they it's well-deserved kudos, and... You can sort of see how now DC and Marvel both are chasing the number one issue relaunches and all that BS. I think where, both, I th- I where think... it might have all stemmed from all like Didio and John. Sure, like there there was a tipping point where I fell in love with the you know fifty two issue like long term event. Mm, type yeah. story, mm-hmm. but then by year three or four, eh. <laughs> but when it first came out, come on, the first couple were pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and think same with like bringing on like Meltzer. 
like melt like that was one of the first times other than andrew voss for uh batman mm-hmm. that was one of the first times it was like oh my gosh like a new york like times somebody main, yeah author? mainstream person like, yeah wow yeah 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 i agree that was, that was agree. really cool i mean to go with your point i think didio if you want to talk about somebody who doesn't get credit i think didio would be the person that doesn't get credit I think mm-hmm. Didio gets shit on a lot for the stuff that's happened. I think maybe mostly because of the New 52, right? Sure. Yes. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Although he, he did that, dude, that Phantom Stranger he did was freaking awesome. Yeah. I, I don't know if you read it, but it was freaking good. And same, didn't he also write Legion of Superheroes? You might be right. You might be right. I have to look that up. But you can still tell, like... There is a childhood passion for comic books. And he's choosing, if it is those two choices, I know Phantom Stranger. I know that's correct. I'm guessing Legion or Legion of Superheroes. Mm -hmm. Like, his choices, you can tell he is in love with those characters, not because they sold a crap ton of comics. He wants to invest his time to put out something like that to bring people back into those comics mm-hmm. like kudos to him like yeah. it's i don't know it's very very impressive yep no i agree and i, I think jeff johns definitely gets more more props than didio does uh, for sure with, with good reason with good reason i mean i think I, I had gone out of comics for a few years and what brought me back was uh blackest night Oh, okay. Now let's, let's unpack that a little bit. What, cause was Blackest Night before Sinestro Corps War? Uh, I'm or looking it after. up. Let's see. I want to say it was after. Blackest Night was 09. Because I was involved in comics at that point, but I was more Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I do remember as soon as I saw the cover to Sinestro Corps War, I was just blown away. One, how cool that rolled off the tongue. <laughs> Two, the cover was so beautiful. The, those colors, and not to say like Van Skyver's artwork was, ho- Van Skyver's artwork was phenomenal, but the colors were just Poppin', mm-hmm. and as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Why should Green Lantern be the only one with like a group? Why can't Sinestro have the same type of core?" And that just blew my brain clean. Like that was decades of like, "Wow, that's such a simple concept. Why hasn't anyone ever done that?" Or if they did, I just never paid attention to Green Lantern enough. Well, and it's funny, too, because I think the way that, like, Green Lantern Rebirth, when when Jeff Johns relaunched that, mm-hmm. that's been pretty much the model for that book since that time, dude. Yeah, that absolutely. Was, when was that, like, oh, four, five, six, something like that, right? So Sinestro mm-hmm. Call Wars was oh, 07, so it's before Blackest Night. And when, oh, it was before, okay. Because yep. then Black, like... I mean, I hate to say it, like, Sinestro Core War, that was phenomenal. For me, that was a home run. But then when Blackest Night came and all of those, like, emotional color spectrums, that was another... That's that's sort of what put Jeff Johns on the map for me. Yes. Even though I did go back and read Origin, and I after Sinestro Core War, 
but still like as soon as he brought up the emotional spectrum and how just terrifying those covers were that's what put him on the map for me because it was like two concepts that have never ever been done yet if you think about think about it it they're so simple mm-hmm. like why have those never ever been done mm-hmm. oh yeah it was interesting martin, martin you're bringing you're bringing me back and now i i, I want to read those again <laughs> ah. don't you read aftershock comics i'm a time traveler you are a time traveler <laughs> i wish are you more Loaded. in the vein of quantum leap time travel or are you more in the vein of what was that Fox time travel show? Damn sliders. It. Oh, sliders. sliders. Yeah, that was good. Which one are you? Uh, more of a sliders. Okay. Now, between sliders and um, the Valiant comic, the time. Who? What? Oh, come on. Help me out because I know you know it. Time Walker? Yes, Time Walker. Yeah. Which one would you be? Wait, between Time Walker and what? Sliders. I'm still going with Sliders. Yeah! I love Sliders, dude. That was my shit. Oh my God. That was so fun. It was just popcorn fun. Yeah, it was super awesome. Yeah. And I had the comics, too, which, by the way, Valiant put out. And who was in that? Was that Carrie Wurr? Uh, yep, Carrie Wurr and uh, what's his name? The Connolly guy. Well, we don't have to go any further than that. And and oh, and the, what's his name? The professor. He was in Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. God, that show was good. It was. It was fun. I but good pull. Good pull with the Jeff Johns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wow! Talk about freaking rabbit holes. We talked about nothing that I want to talk about for nineteen minutes. Um, <laughs> so. They're good rabbit holes. Come on. I'm going to bring it back. No, yeah, yeah. yeah Going I, I back, agree. I mean, let, let's look at, like, 52. Mm-hmm. And then the crisis. Yes. That were, that were all sort of driven by Johns, right? Yep. I mean, those were so much fun. And they might have got up their ass with, like, continuity and stuff. But you know what? It was uh, for people who have been reading as long as we have. It was just so many Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Just, good God. You just wanted to see everyone come out. And then, and I understand, like, the general public's like, oh, my God, you're putting out, like, all these comic books, and then you're going to, like, get rid of some. And, like, oh, you're getting rid of our fa- our favorite comic books. It's like, well, you can't, we can't support all of these fan favorites. We would if people were buying them, but obviously, sure. like, you say you want this comic book, but I'm looking at sales numbers, and I'm pretty sure the sales numbers aren't lying. Well, I mean, that, that depends how you look at it. I think outside of, like, Vigilante... No, like, no, no. I'm I'm saying around, like, Crisis. And oh, around, okay, like, okay. I got you. Like, uh, Brightest Day. Yeah. Remember okay. when they released a lot of offshoot, like... special, like, specials, and we're gonna launch this series, oh, and... Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, the, and then that's when, like, they started. I think that was probably the the beginning of. Well, look at all these number ones sold like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. Issue five isn't selling, but number one sure did. Mm-hmm. Do we you should remember, do that. Oh God, I don't think I even own these. I need to find them. Um, I wonder. 
Shit, I might have to buy like an. Is there like an omnibus? There's got to be an omnibus of the Sinestro Core War. Do you remember all oh, the, yeah. the the tales Without of the, the the tales of the Sinestro Core one shots? No. Oh god. No. Yeah, it was. Oh god, it was it was Parallax, Superboy Prime, and there were a couple other ones. Huh. Oh man, I got I gotta see on Amazon if they have these collected. I might have to invest some time and read those. Is my Alexa on? Uh, let's see. I'm going to look it up right quick. Surely there's got to be a collection. Uh, of course it's in the hardcover. Well, yeah, I could have told you that. I just want... There's no trade? There it is. <gasps> $5! Done! Uh, but it's not Prime. Damn it. Ooh, secondary seller? Yep. Huh. Yep. All right, I might look at this later. Oh, that might be used. Yeah, that's a used one. New copies, twenty nine. All right, I'll look at this later. There's a shit ton, dude. Though, Sinestro Corps War, The Ring Quest, Rage of the Red Lanterns, Sins of the Star. Oh man. <laughs> Let me tell you, Nick. I hadn't. Um, I had never collected Green Lantern before. Oh yeah, I'm looking at covers right now for. Tales of the Sinestro Corps, Cyborg Superman. There you go. That was the other one. Yeah, that's a nice cover, dude. Yeah. Why have I never seen that before? Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Actually, I went back, and I'm glad I did. I don't know. I'm sure they're not worth shit now anyway. Anyway, but you know, I don't. I don't read comics to make money. Um, no. I so I, I got into Green Lantern with Blackest Night. Actually, I think it was right before because I had heard about Blackest Night, and I was like, I'll just pick up a couple issues before it starts, and we'll see where it goes. And even then, I was like, what the fuck? Like, the story's continuing from something. So I ended <laughs> up going all the way back to Green Lantern Rebirth, Green Lantern number one, um, and read all the way through. Um, and nice. I think I bought a bunch of Green Lantern course, too, because that was the problem with that whole series was that you had to be reading Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps. And then to when that to get it all. And then when the crossovers were started coming out, um you had the crossovers and then they were tying into other books and you had one shots and you had to read Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps. I think there was a Sinestra book at the time too. Like there was a lot of stuff to read if you were reading Green Lantern, you know what I mean? Yep. I'm glad they don't do that anymore. Um, I will agree with that. I think. Well, I think the market does, can't sustain it anymore. That that's part of the problem. Uh, unless you're Batman or Spider Man, like you, you got to be a heavy hitter. I don't know, man. I think even then, it's tough. Like, look at the Spidey events; they're not as big as they used to be. No, you know? thank you. So, oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I would. Batman. I would say the ones we've been reading, the Spidey events. Mm-hmm. The thing that makes them great, and I will say they are great, is because there is no fluff BS issues. Mm. It is tight. It is a tight read. And it might be, you know, it might go 25 issues, but you don't have so much fluff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, oh. Mm-mm-mm. Yum, yum, yum. Indeed. I did yeah. buy from the DC New York Comic Con sale. Yeah. I... And 
I'm you could easily poo poo. I'm sure you've already read. I bought it strictly for the art hmm. because because I love me some of this artist. But I bought a Sinestro Volume One hmm. by Colin Bunn, not one of your favorites, yeah. unless he's unless he's doing indie indie work. Yep. But Dale Eaglesham, oh yum yum yum. His his Red Hulk run was so fun. Oh, so much fun. So I will happily read that. Cannot wait. I need to uh I need to go through that. When when does that sale end? The the New York Comic Con sale? Uh tonight. Oh, fuck. Like midnight? You, it might be tonight, it might be Monday. It it possibly could be Monday. Because I haven't even looked at it yet. Yeah, it, there's so much New York Comic Con sale. I, I'm shocked when there isn't a publisher <laughs> part of the sale. Like AfterShock is the only publisher I follow that isn't part of the sale. Mm. Yeah, the only thing I bought is um, I did buy all those Judge Dredd things. Yeah, yeah. Because I was yeah, gonna buy, I was, yeah, I was gonna buy them anyway. So I figured, well, screw it. I'll just spend, you know spend pennies. On this stuff, yeah, three ninety nine um, a book. That's yeah. a great price. Which I even bought some of the ones that are on uh, Comicsology Unlimited too. Oh my god! Well, now you're just being crazy. Well, no, I figured just in case, like they get rid of them in, in Unlimited, and they could, and they could, because I like I don't know how that stuff works. IDW might have signed up for only a few years. Who the yep. hell knows? So I figured I might as well buy them while they're cheap. Yeah, but um, I, I, I didn't buy anything else. I uh, yeah, I need, I need to go, go through, through it. That. Yeah, I need to go through it. There's some there's some pretty good deals, especially on the use code XYZ mm. for fifty percent off. But then they also mark things down a couple bucks mm-hmm. to put them on sale, and then you get fifty percent off of that sale price. Yes, it's really nice. Yes, it I, is. I bought too much. <laughs> Did you? Yes. It's not uh, good. Not good at all. That's funny. But it's tough when all of a sudden, like, oh, which... I bought Mo- Monstrous, mm. which I read the first issue, and I thought it was good. I thought it was okay. Yes, yeah, it's, it's um, it, It's It's one of those, like, I, I want to see where this world building's going. I don't know if it's actually going to be a lot of world building. My guess is no. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they put the first trade on sale for like, I I want to say it was three ninety nine, and then it's fifty percent off that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, even if that's so so, it's going to be pretty art at least. You know, it's like, man, I gotta hey. check my email then because I don't remember what the codes are. Oh, they're on the banners on the front page. Oh, are they okay? It, yeah, it's like use image seventeen, that type of thing. Yeah, but not for the uh, the New York Comic Con sale. Don't make. Me I'm looking out. at it now, dude. Because I, I thought about that when I got the email. I was like, "Well, what the hell's the code?" No, don't click on New York Comic Con sales. Don't be silly. Well, I want to. I want to look. Click on, on the. I want to look at the on, DC stuff. Click on the image banner. It says right there, use code image17 when you add stuff to cart. I know that. Wait, let me try this. Hang on. DC is just, that's the price. There is no code. Okay, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. 
DC and Marvel, that's the price. I gotcha. So right. going through the actual sales tab would probably be easier for that. All right, so and to... by the way, and by the way, go through the sales tab uh, because Sunday there's an Albatross free promo, so you can get four free comic books. Mm. And that ends tonight in two hours. All right. Well, the image one is to like Tuesday or Wednesday, so. Well, they also have Hillbilly by Eric Powell, so you at least have to get that from Albatross. I think I have... I need to... God damn it. I think I have yeah. that. Yeah, this DC Select sale, that is... That's the price. I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, see, now you're confusing me. No, I, I, I'm saying for Image and Dark Horse, they have a code that you put in. Hillbilly. Is this in trade? I'm pretty sure I have this in trade. I I don't know what what is it Nam, but that cover is freaking beautiful. Oh, for the for the first issue, yeah. And I'm looking at issue one through four, and man, all those covers are nice. So guess what? A free issue that might get me into this comic book. I will happily read that. Yeah, I like the art too. That's a nice looking art. Yeah, so that's a great way to have me look into something. Oh, I'll just put number one in my cart and checked out because it's free anyway. Yeah, why not? Um, anyways, Jeff Johns. Yes. So it was Jeff Johns, and the moderator was Lev Grossman. Do you know Lev Grossman? Does he do a lot of DC panels? Does he? I the name's very familiar. I mean, he's... like I think he does a lot for like San Diego. Oh, I mean, he might. He's a novelist. Okay. You know that uh, the TV show, The Magicians? I've only heard of it. Okay, yeah. well, that's based on his novels. Nice. Which, I've read the first one. It's really good. The show's actually pretty good, too. You should check it out. It's, uh, like, weird, magic-y stuff. Sci-fi? Uh, more fantasy, I would say. No, I mean on the Sci-Fi channel. Uh, I don't know what channel it's on. Okay. Nick, when when you don't have cable, you don't know what channel shit's on. I know, but I in my head I'm like if you if you're going to say ABC, then I'll go to the ABC app, but now I'll check Hulu. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um I think it's probably on Hulu. I think season 1's on Netflix too. Okay. Season 2's going on now or might be finishing up. Nice. But uh yeah, he was the moderator. And, uh, no, it was cool, man. Like, he just talked about Doomsday Clock. And, I mean, I don't want to step on, like, Absolute DC's toes, you know what I mean? Because they're going to put their episode out before we put this out. But, well, uh. Let's, let's, I mean, let's pump the brakes because on the, the last Absolute DC podcast, Ronnie took a question that was about completely Marvel. So, who the heck knows what's going to be on the next Absolute DC podcast? Uh, well, they're recording tonight. I'm assuming right now. So, yeah. It's only a joke, Aaron and Ronnie. <laughs> Aaron was at uh, New York Comic Con. I think he got press passes. Nice. P- pretty sure he did. So, nice. um, anyway, they're going to they're going to be talking about the, the panel. But let me tell you, dude, the panel was really uh, it was very interesting. So Jeff showed. Six pages of Doomsday Clock. And when is this coming out? November. Boy, this is a long way coming. Yeah. Long time coming. It's a 12-issue maxi-series. 
So is this after metal? It has nothing to do with metal. But I mean, will metal wrap up before this? Oh starts? hell no! Metal's going through next year, dude. I don't know. I don't know. No, these things. no, metal's going through next year. Uh, matter of fact, I think there's a character spinning out of metal that's getting his own book, and Grant Morrison's going to write it. Ooh! Now you're speaking my lingo. I know it. I know it. See, that's why I like you, Nick. You're you're my Grant mm. Morrison buddy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, twelve issue series, and and he said all you need to do is read Watchmen and know who Batman and Superman are, and that's all you need to know. You don't need to read anything else; just read Doomsday Clock. Damn, and uh, so that's he, sort of cool. He showed the first six pages. There was no lettering, but he read like the the captions because mm-hmm. you know he's Jeff Johns. He wrote the script, he and can do that. Uh, he can do that. So he he read like each panel, and he described like what was going on in each panel for all six pages. It was pretty freaking awesome, dude. I know mm. I know you're not like the the biggest Watchmen fan, and I get that, but uh, I'm I'm really freaking excited about it. I am a big Watchmen fan. Screw you. <laughs> I just wouldn't bring that to uh, a desert island with me. All right, if if all right, okay, if when did that come out? Eighty four, eighty six. That sounds about right. All right, let's just say let's let's just go eighty five, right in between. Sure. In nineteen eighty five, if I asked you, mm-hmm. Nick from nineteen eighty five, if you had to take books to a deserted island, what mm-hmm. would you pick? You're telling me you wouldn't pick Watchmen. I would bring American Flag, John Sable, Teen Titans, and Judge Dredd. Mm. Even in 1985? Um, See, now this is the thing that gets me caught up. Uh, Batman Year One, did that come out before or after? Oh, shit. Uh, That was after... Because it sort of all blends in my head. I would take Batman over Watchmen. Hmm. Not that. Not saying that Batman Year One is a better piece of comic book work. I. I know I would reread Batman Year One before I would reread Watchmen. I just look, I, would, I looked it up. Watchmen was okay. eighty six to eighty seven. Batman Year One came out early eighty seven. Okay. I would read Alan Moore's work. I would read Swamp Thing over Watchmen, and I would read V for Vendetta over Watchmen. Wow, really? I liked V for Vendetta. Uh, I liked David Lloyd's art. V for Vendetta was so good. That's just me. Not to, to like, poo-poo Watchmen. Watchmen is a freaking masterpiece work of art. Sure. There's just the re-watching, the re-reading part of Watchmen I can reread Watchmen about every five years. I would reread Batman Year One. I would reread Judas Contract. I could reread those every year, and and be thoroughly entertained and never bored. So since you, I, would, I wouldn't get burned out on it. Watchmen. If I only had that to read on a desert island, I would get burned out on it <laughs> after after reading it ten times. So since you brought up V. I don't know if you know that originally V from Vendetta came out in black and white. 
I would love to find original black and white copies of that. Just to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like something they should have done for an absolute. You would think, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I think the problem might be that it wasn't released as V for Vendetta. I think it might have been like a backup in something else. So it's not even like the full V for Vendetta story. Hmm. It's just part of it. I can't remember where I heard that. And I could be making that up, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Okay, you always hang me out to dry with because you've brought it up umpteen times. And I know you want and I know you want you want me to hang myself uh with this (laughs) argument. What? Yes. Um which is fine. Now are you saying you would be taking Watchmen over anything that you were reading in 1985-1987. Well, first of all, I wasn't reading comics then because I was like six. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> See, 80, 86, I was in high school. I, I got gotcha. And it was very, it was dry, but yet I... I don't know. I was my headspace. Let's put it this way: John Sable is freaking dry reading, mm-hmm. but I was still getting thoroughly entertained over John Sable okay. compared to Watchmen. Even though I was reading both at the same time. No, that's fair. That's fair. I think that's more than but fair. You, but you would take that to your desert island. No, I mean I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, so, like, I mean, I didn't start reading until like ninety or ninety-one. I want to say ninety-one. Um, and so of course like n- you know me in 91 wouldn't pick Watchmen because actually I wouldn't have read it um, I read it a little bit later uh-huh. even even when I read it I mean I, I thought it was freaking awesome but yeah for I, sure but I wouldn't have put it as my top then because I was a little more into superhero-y stuff you know what I mean? And like Watchmen has the superhero stuff, but it's a lot more meta than than anything. So For sure. I, I wouldn't have picked it. Now I feel like if I had read it when it was coming out, I would have put it in my for sure top ten. Um and maybe top five. Mm-hmm. But you know, like that's retrospective, right? Like I have no idea because I I wasn't in my thirties like I am now in 85, 86. You know what I mean? But that that's just my guess. Now, if you ask me now, like, what my top five would be, I wouldn't put it on my top five either. So, I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not going to, I'm not backing you into a corner. I just, I don't know why. Somehow I felt like you just didn't like Watchmen. Oh, no. I like Watchmen. I just, I would really like to read Blackest Night. If if you were to like, oh, hey, God. what what would you read every year? Would it be Watchmen? I would be like, no, because I I'd rather like for that every year read. I would read Batman Hush. I would read like something that's entertaining to be over Watchmen. Watchmen's a, like a piece of literature. I'm not going back and reading like William Shakespeare and finding like. Oh my gosh, I'm thoroughly entertained. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm entertained, and I'll and I'll happily read it because it is literature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But literature and like fun reading are two different things. Nope, I gotcha. 
I totally gotcha. Well, and you know, I think I'm one of those few people that really dug before Watchmen. And uh, I hate I hate to say it, Martin. Yes. Every time I'm critical of Watchmen, when have you heard me say anything negative about any of the storytelling elements, the art? Like, no, it, it like you really can't knock it. It's just. I don't find it entertaining. It doesn't engage me. Mm-hmm. But I certainly would read it over a lot of the drivel that I've read, for sure. <laughs> but guess what? The drivel that I'm reading, even if it's like a 90s like Spider-Man crossover that I know is just, you know, it, it's so dated. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Atlantis Attacks. Like, that is so dated. But the reason I'm reading that over Watchmen is because I never ever read it before. Mm-hmm. So it's a new experience. And I'd rather like to have a new experience reading something than go back and read Watchmen. I gotcha. I don't know. It's it's one of those so many hours in. But still a masterpiece. Yes. Well, anyway, the point is, um, from what Jeff said, I'm excited about it. So I uh-huh. figured I'd, I'd rewatch the movie. Um, I'm gonna reread the the uh, the, the the series itself. I'm I'm, oh. I'm actually considering purchasing a uh, deluxe hardcover. Oh wow! Because um, they're not too bad. I think it was like twenty five, thirty bucks, something like that. Yeah, last year I sold my Watchmen Absolute, and you would think that I would have missed that, you know, fever pitch for the movie mm-hmm. when when that thing was going for just crazy amount of money mm-hmm. i still i still made a lot of money off that absolute really yeah it's like i mean people still have a you know a craze for it which is great you ever read the or not read you ever watch the motion comic mm, no it's it's surprisingly good i'm not a fan of motion comics nick well just saying i'll uh, i'll go as far as to say that i think they're stupid Ooh. It had a uh, good pacing to it, hmm. which was interesting. Yeah, that's not my thing. What's that company that does the the, the Made Fire? That's the one, right? Isn't mm. that it? That sounds right. Yeah, I saw that the uh, they have Marvel comics on Made Fire now. That's cool. Good for you, Made Fire. The thing is, like, dude, if you want to read comics, you can't read comics on Made Fire because they do it, <laughs> all the animation stuff, and I mean, all you get is like super old crap. True. So, anyways, Liam Sharp's in that though. Hmm. Figured they'd have some more <laughs> comic connection. That's weird. Um, I, I mean, other than that, I, I don't know what the hell happened at New York Comic Con. because uh, I just don't care. I will say, Aaron was uh, he was quite the gentleman. He, as soon as I found out, Paulo uh, R- Rivera mm-hmm. was Riv- yeah, Riviera, Rivera. Rivera. Yep. As soon as I found out he was there, because he'll he just for whatever reason he won't come to the Midwest. Um, <laughs> as soon as I found out he was there, I reached out to Aaron just to like see like where his prints, uh, prices were. It, you know what what is he offering when he's there? Yeah. And Aaron went by his table like three times, and he was never ever there. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah. So, but I, I I get it. Like you know, hey, you're you're doing tons of panels, and 
you know, guess what? I'm sure Valiant and other comic book companies are paying you appearance fees. So why wouldn't you go and do that? Yeah, they might. Or he's connecting to get some more work or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it would have been sweet to have that print. That's or too bad. any print. That's yeah. too, you figured like if he's he's not going to be there all weekend, he could at least have somebody there to like sell his stuff. You know what I mean? That's sort of what they do here. Yeah, and I just assumed it was done everywhere. Like, even if it was a girlfriend or wife, or guess what? Have your you know whoever it is, managers or or art rep. Yes, somebody, dude. Yes. Your number one fan, the president of your fan club. Yeah. Mm. That's that's sort of why I never got a Matisse Scalera print, because he was never there. Yeah, yeah. And I could have bought it from his rep. Mm Mm-hmm. But then... The thing that held me back, and I'm sort of kicking myself at this point, but I sort of wanted to get the autograph on mm, the print. Yeah. Like, he's not charging for the autograph, and I I know I'd be fumbling through, like, what to say to him, but I still, I sort of wanted to have that, you know, ink on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think what else was announced. There's, um, oh, Jeff Lemire's got another book coming out. And Sor- I know with Sorrentino, oh. right? That's his. That's oh. his drawing, right? Wasn't that it? Yes, but I was thinking of the other Lemire project with uh, Giffen. Oh, the uh, oh god, what's that called? Inferior Five. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's and Lemire is drawing the backup content. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Which looks like Peacemaker. Which Peacemaker was my jam back. Day. Oh, I love me some Peacemaker. It was such... And to see his version of Peacemaker, it's like, why isn't that a print? Oh my god, I would buy that in a minute. No, this is a... uh, a Well, it's not going to be up your alley. It's a horror comic. It's uh, written by Lemire, and then the artist, Andrea Sorrentino. Um, I like both of them a lot. Yeah, it looks cool, man. I saw some preview pages. It looks freaking awesome. And every time I see their, like, Green Arrow stuff, oh, boy. Oh, yes. That's some pretty stuff. Do you know who's doing the color? Is it Sorrentino, or do they have somebody else doing the colors? Dude, I don't know, because the preview pages are black and white. Okay. Which, I would love it if it was black and white. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to read you the uh, the the uh, synopsis. The, sure. The book's called Gideon Falls. Mm-hmm. In Gideon Falls, the lives of a reclusive young man obsessed with conspiracy in the city's trash and a washed-up Catholic priest arriving in a small town full of dark secrets become intertwined around the mysterious legend of the Black Barn, an otherworldly building that is alleged to have appeared in both the city and small town throughout history, bringing death and madness. I don't know. That sounds cool. Oh, here we go. Dave Stewart. That's the colorist. Do you hear the drool come out of my mouth (laughs) right now? I'm telling you, it's freaking all-star team. Mother effer. That Mm -hmm. is is an all-star team. But you know what that little synopsis read to me? Mm. Was Snyder's Witches. Yep. Mixed with Kirkman Outcast. Outcast, yeah. I thought the same thing. That just was a horrible synopsis. 
Here's the but thing, that, though. Witches that, was great. That crew? Witches was great. Crew? Outcast is garbage. The end. Witches was not great. <laughs> Outcast, you don't have a soapbox to stand on because you only read one volume. Yes. Where I have read five volumes. Ooh. And I will happily give you either a quick review episode. Overachiever. Mm-hmm. Overachiever. Okay, okay. Does it get better after volume one? Can I give you a little sneak peek? Yes. Okay, let's go back in time. Witches is garbage. <laughs> Outcast, I've read five volumes, and that is garbage. <laughs> but you know what it is? Mm-hmm. It, it is pretty, pretty garbage. <laughs> Elizabeth Elizabeth Brightweiser, uh, her colors are freaking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, what is it, Al, Al, I, I always pronounce his name wrong, Akazeda. Akazeda? Yeah, his artwork, oh my gosh, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kirkman had any clue how to build that world, how to give that world rules, mm-hmm. which I hate to say it, even surreal comics put rules into worlds. And they, they're, it was not even slow paced. I think it was meandering because he was trying to figure out how to do it mm. along the way. I don't think he had a lot of time. I don't think he put in any effort to try to figure out these characters. Whew. It was, yeah, I'm happy I'm done with all of them. All of them that I purchased, like I said, the creative team, visually, fantastic. I don't think I would read any more of it. I would look at the pretty pictures. That's about it. That's a shame. Why would you stick yeah. in five volumes of that? Are you a uh, masochist? Because, no, because they were on sale through like an image sale, so oh. I got them for like two dollars each. Okay. So, well, I guess yeah. that's okay then. Yeah. That's okay. and besides, I wanted to do it for our Halloween eating episode, but believe me, there's so many other books I'd really like to talk about. No, no, that's cool. That's cool. No, I'm telling you, I happily will not talk about that. Book. <laughs> All it did was frustrate me, and it was, uh, and you know, I was sort of bought in on the first, oh, yeah. the first book. I oh, was yeah. sort of, and it just, even the concepts that they lay, it's, it's like doing a vampire story and not respecting Anne Rice and Bram Stoker's rules that they set up. Mm. Which is fine. Like, you can make up your own rules, but then all of a sudden, like, holy water is thrown on them. And they get a reaction. And then they accidentally spill a glass of regular water. They get the same reaction. So then they they equate it to Oh, they must be like a, like all of a sudden it becomes like a Wizard of Oz, like afraid of water aspect. Hmm. It was just like, oh my God, are you making up all these rules as you're going on just to like sort of swerve the, the reader? Mm-hmm. It just, oh, it was, it was not good. It was, it was not good. Well, 
I'm glad uh, that my assessment from Volume 1 was correct. Mm-hmm. Um, it is no invincible. Let's put it that way. Kirk, <laughs> Kirkman is not a one-trick pony. Kirkman does not only do walking... Like, Invincible is still a damn good comic. It is. So, yeah, he, he it's not just he can only write Walking Dead. No, he's very talented. I just don't think he put an effort on this. He, uh, he's he got another book coming out, too. Yeah, I don't see myself reading that. Yeah. Uh, I, whatever. We're not going to talk about that. Um, Milestone's can coming I, back, too. Did we talk about that? We haven't talked about that. Is this a... Because before we leave New York Comic Con... No, this, have, this is Comic Con. Okay, because I have one little bit that I want to tell you about, too. Okay. Well, but I just go want, on. My, I just, milestone. I just, just want to briefly mention that they're finally bringing Milestone back. This which, has been in the works for years. Years. And I think the problem is... Um, who was it? Duffy that died? Duffy, Duffy's Duffy. Duffy's widow sued uh, Milestone, and I think yeah. that that might have been the problem why they were like delaying, delaying, delaying. But anyways, now they're actually finally going to be releasing some books. Trying to figure out how big of a check that do we have to cut the I'm widow sure. to yeah, to I'm shut sure. her up. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that they they're not launching with more of the original stuff. Like I, I didn't see hardware mentioned. Um, but, you mean a relaunch of hardware or yeah. a relaunch the original hardware? No, like a relaunch of hardware. Oh, okay, gotcha. I think hardware is my favorite out of the bunch. They're doing uh, Static Shock, of course, uh, Duo, Love Army, and Earth M, because mm-hmm. this, this whole thing takes place in Earth M, because, you know, mm. the multiverse and all. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it, dude. I don't, I don't know which one I'm most excited about. Because uh, reading the synopsis of these, none of them terribly excite me. But uh, Are they, we'll see. Please, please tell me that zombies coming back. Uh, zombies not on the list either. Dang, I I freaking love zombies. Zombie was awesome. If they put that out, hand to God, I haven't bought an omnibus in years. I if they put out all twenty one issues, I would I would be buying that omnibus. Dude, none of that stuff is collected, right? I know. Or you go in, like, they're not even in comic book stores. Yeah. Like, you find them in quarter bins, which is fine. But, like, dude, if they were bagged and boarded and I didn't have to waste all my time and gas trying to hunt them down, Mm -hmm. here's my money. Like, (laughs) just make it easy for me to... But you would think that all of the old series, like, they would be trickling them out on Comixology or trades for them before any of the new stuff comes. Dude, especially like now that they're relaunching this stuff, right? They should have it yeah. on Comixology. For sure. Because, you know, old farts will know what this is, but what about like new people? They want to get newer people that weren't mm-hmm. reading comics in the early 90s, you know what I'm saying? And I've only read a hand Blood Syndicate, but I would love to read some more of that. Same with like Shadow Cabinet. Mm. I would love to read oh, some more of that. Oh god, yeah. They had a good lineup, man. They had a great freaking lineup, dude. And it was so far ahead of its time. That yeah. was the scary thing. Good yep. God, they were so far ahead of its time. Mm-mm-mm. Anyways, you're, you're, you're one thing. My one thing, and I don't know if you follow on um, Twitter, but uh, did you hear about um, Gabriel Hardman? 
that he, no. con- he confronted a, and I just found this out through his social uh, channel, that he confronted a dealer who was selling his art prints and yet they weren't officially his. Like, they took his art, mm-hmm. made professional, like, prints of it, and then sold it, <laughs> and he was getting nothing for it. Okay. So he went up and, like, like I guess he wasn't... I mean, he's not that aggressive of a man. He's sure. pretty soft-spoken. But he said that they got into a little bit of a conflict because the dealer couldn't understand the concept that they were making money off of his work and he wasn't getting paid for it. Like he was trying to politely explain that they shouldn't be, and they just had, they, they couldn't see it. They didn't understand his side of it. It was like unfreaking believable. All right. So since you brought that up, I got to ask you a question Hmm. Because I, so I don't buy prints from dealers for that reason, right? Like if I'm gonna buy a print, I'll buy it from the artist. Same here. Um, but my question to you is this: if, but, Oh, can I can I just uh, take my response right there? Oh back. yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I probably would buy a print from a dealer of an artist that I will never ever meet in my lifetime. All right, so so that that's where I was going. Meaning like if there was if somebody had and whether it was sketchy or not, but it was a pretty beautiful print of a Brian Boland cover, I don't think I'll ever meet Brian Boland. But sure. I would love to have a Brian Boland print in my room. Because I love me some Brian Boland. Right. It would be really hard for me not to be like, well, it's only 20 bucks. Well, I mean, like, you couldn't go to Brian Boland's website and order one? I highly doubt it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Know. Yeah, sure. Um, but go on. What were you gonna... Well, that, that's kind of where I was going with it, right? So, like, if I go to a con with the girls and they find a print of something, um, like... The artist isn't there. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you can't really buy it from the artist. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so, I get what you're saying. Like, he was actually at the con where people were selling prints of his stuff. Yes. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know, man. Like, did he have that print? You see what I'm saying? Like, does he make that same print available? I highly doubt it. But still, it isn't like this dealer is selling a print that came out through Image. Like, Image officially said, oh, or IDW. Let's go IDW. We want to put out five prints of your Planet of the Apes covers and make them available. And we're going to sell them for 20 bucks. And then this dealer buys them for 10 and sells them over at their booth for 30 I don't have a problem with that. Nope. Because guess what? Hardman's getting a kickback of the hundred prints that they bought. But if that person just took their the cover and had this sweet printer and scanner set up and then they printed them out on gloss paper and they're selling them for twenty bucks, yeah, there's an issue there. For sure. Hmm. Yeah, but see the thing is like publishers would never do that because that's not their job. But it's also not a dealer. Like, 
I get if you're an artist and guess what? You're not drawing the monthly Deathstroke comic. Mm-hmm. But you go to one of these cons and you're selling prints of Deathstroke. Like, I get that. But could DC swing by and be like, hey, that's not officially licensed. Uh, we're going to grab all of these prints, like cease and desist, or there's going to be legal action? They absolutely can. All right, like maybe at New York Comic Con, but at, at any other con, they wouldn't do that. But they could. I mean, DC was at New York Comic Con. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying they could. They they choose to turn a blind eye to that. Okay, why do you think that is? Because they probably don't want to get into penny ante. Like, now we have to sue everybody. Like, look at Nintendo. Oh, as God, as, let's not look at Nintendo. As soon as Nintendo, as soon as something sniffs up on their radar, becomes, like, pretty prevalent in the general public... They they shut that stuff down. You know you can't uh, live stream Nintendo content anymore, right? Hence what I'm saying. Yeah, that's like yeah, as of last week, of, I think. Unless you're part of the Nintendo Treehouse, right? But even like T-shirts, mm-hmm. even video games that are this is the missing Mario Adventures three. Like they shut that stuff down. As soon as somebody says I I want money for such and such, they shut it down. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're out there offering it for free, they might let that go. But as soon as you want money for it, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why like we're careful with how the logos are done for the podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. As well as you sh- you got to watch out putting music. Oh, for sure. I I've always told everybody don't do more than like fifteen seconds. Yeah. I mean, if people wanted to... 15 seconds is fair use. If you upset somebody enough or got on their radar enough, they could just tell you to stop it. Yeah. But it's amazing that, like, the creator, Hardman, goes over to it, and then that dealer wants to have a, quote-unquote, conversation and dialogue about it. Like, look, you're in the wrong. (laughs) <laughs> take, take down his Planet of the Apes stuff or Star Wars stuff or whatever license that is hot right now and he actually did covers for. Like, imagine how much, like, Franco, uh, Franco Villa, how much, oh, God. like, co- how much covers he's done of works and IPs that are really popular right now. Well, and not just that, that like, Franco Villa's prints are like a hundred bucks, you know what I mean? Right. So what's to stop somebody of buying one of those prints and then just scanning it in and making hundreds of thousands of those prints and selling them? Yeah. I'm sure you go to these hotel cons, that's exactly what's happened. Yeah, yeah. Well that's the thing, dude. Like I don't I don't know where I stand on it. Like I see I see both points. Um like I said, I don't support them because I know that they the artist isn't getting anything. But at the same time, like Alright, like if I saw a freaking sweet ass Kirby print, right? Like mm-hmm. I might buy it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I will never see Kirby because Kirby's not here anymore. Right. Right. Um or God, who else like I don't, somebody that just recently passed like Len Wein. You know, he did Batman for a while. 
Uh, but let's not even but let's not even talk about them. Right now, you could go to a con and get your favorite Batman cover from Neil Adams signed or purchased directly from him. But I'm sure, oh, sure at that same con you can find two or three dealers that probably have the same damn print that he's not making a penny off of. Sure. You know, it's just I guess it's the same thing with like any type of bootleg item. Like in your heart of hearts, you know that the creator's not making a cent off that. Right. And you know, can can you deal with that? Sure, probably. I I sure as heck like don't want it. I don't want to spend triple the amount of money on a print just to have Neil Adams sign it. Mm-hmm. Just because I know I can buy three more prints. Right. But people will want that signature. Yeah. Well, so, and I think that's a good example, though. I mean, like Batman covers, for example. Like, good good luck finding original art. You know what I'm saying? Oh, heck yeah. So, like, your only bet then is to have a print. Yep. And and those, and even, I, those and, I might make an exception. I, ha- I haven't. All the prints I own are all from artists, but, you know. And I hate to say it, even going back to the Neil Adams example, we've both seen Neil, Neil Adams' table, and his table is gigantic. Gigantic. He has, he has tons of uh, items that you can buy. And like but, five people working there. For sure. Yeah. But my point is he doesn't have every one of his covers. So your favorite cover might not be there, but probably one of your 10 favorite Neil Adams covers are there. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, to your point, a vendor might have all of Neil Adams covers as prints. Mm-hmm. Like that's, the rub like dang it i really wanted that detective cover or whatever and neil adams might not be selling it this year mm-hmm. yeah so i i totally get the rub and to be honest with you like upstairs i'm i have prints upstairs except like a few like my alpha flight poster that john Byrne actually signed like that's pretty awesome but if I bought just that Alpha Flight poster, that one sheet, and it didn't have his signature on it, like, I know John Byrne ain't making any money off that. Mm-hmm. Like, my original artwork, yeah, that's, you know, that means something to me, but like, going back to the Meteo Scalera, I sort of wish I would have bought it. Because I don't know when he's going to be in Chicago sure. ever again. Like, that could have been my la- that could have been my only shot to have one of his prints <laughs> Unless, like you said, you go through his website and the guy's actually like after con season, he just wants to move the stuff. Mm-hmm. And that might be something I look into around December when he's looking to unload that crap because he needs to, you know, oh, the next year con seasons are coming mm-hmm. and I want to have brand new prints. I don't want to have the same crap. Right, right, right. But like Paulo Rivera, I don't know what his situation is looking at like franco franco like his prints are so expensive hmm. that i mean i hate to say it like that price point i feel like i'm i'm buying a piece of artwork oh for sure for sure 
but also his prints are I mean and he, they're clearly defined like I'm only 300 of these hmm. so you do it does feel like an art print which is cool I just can't spend a hundred bucks on it yeah no I got you I mean I, like I said I get both both sides of the coin um, yeah I mean dude like even even if you sell the prints if the artist asks you to take him down just fucking take him down you know like yeah. for that one show big fucking deal it, that that pissed me off just reading that on his Twitter feed. Mm. Just like that is so. It's to me, it's crazy that people would even think that they're in the right. Like, let's have this conversation. Let's have this verbal altercation right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, you don't own that. Like, <laughs> like, get the hell out. Like. No part, no point of this conversation can you actually feel like you are in the right. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> like, even if you're like, well, I spent a lot of money doing or a lot of time. Like, who cares? Like, oh, well. Right, right, right. At New York Comic Con, you're not going to sell it. Like, oh, well. But people always feel like they're in the right. They're in, like, my shit don't stink. It's like, no, but it does. <laughs> how is it that you and I know but all these other quote unquote adults don't like that's just nuts oh god comic book fans are such assholes yeah especially the ones wanting to make big bucks at New York Comic Con I'm sure Jeez, I'm, sh- I'm sure those vendors just at it like I gotta pay this table dude I wonder, how much do they charge for a table there who the hell knows? It's got to be a mint. You would think, right? I, th- I know that's one of the issues they had at uh, San Diego. Is like you're paying like tenth of tens of thousand dollars for for a table. Yeah, like a, a, a vendor table. Oof. Ooh. I know the local con's pretty cheap. If you want a table, the Artist Alley is one hundred and seventy-five bucks. Yeah, I know Wizard World Chicago was cheap. Back in the day, I haven't looked lately, but I'm sure it is cheap now too, because Wizard World's kind of going under. Yep. So there's that. Hey, let's yep, talk yep, about yep. happy things. Yeah, go ahead. I haven't read any comics since last we talked. How's that happy? Shame on you. But I did watch a metric shit ton of TV and movies. Oh. So I want to talk about those because we haven't had a chance I... to talk about them. Well, you know the trailer I want to talk about. I do. You want to start with that? I I want to hear your impression of it. Because you don't watch trailers on purpose. I, I don't yeah. watch trailers on purpose. I am very excited for this trailer. We're talking about the Justice League trailer that just dropped today. If you're listening to this, it'll be like last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, um, I, think it's sub, I think it's subtitled Heroes. Yeah, something like that. If, if you're looking for it. If you're looking for it. Hashtag all in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the uh, the trailer looks interesting. Um, I think there's a lot of new footage in the trailer. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff that was in this trailer that I really enjoyed. And some stuff that I was like, okay, I've seen this 300 times. 
And then there was some stuff where I was like, well, why is this on the trailer? But overall, I enjoyed it. It is not a great trailer. But mm-hmm. but I am excited to see Justice League. And I, from what I saw, like it's going to be a fine movie. Hmm. Now, you seem to disagree. And I think I know why. The reason you disagree with my comment is because the trailer is a bit of a fucking mess. <laughs> Are we in agreement there? Uh, absolutely. Uh, it is a freaking mess. Um, it seemed like it was edited by two different people. At least. I I wish DC Comics was putting out a movie before this. Oh, really? And the, and the title would be Lois. <laughs> because the first eight seconds of that trailer gave me goosebumps. Right. And almost brought a tear to my eye. Mm-hmm. And after the trailer, at the end, um, my wife was watching it as well. And as you well know, she has no interest in DC comic book movies. She only has interest in Marvel comic book movies. Sure. DC's too too dark. Sure. Too dark, too, uh, not even sad, just too... Just dark. Too dour. Mm. And... I love dour. At the end of this trailer, I looked over at her and I said what they did with Lois at the scene of Superman. Mm. I didn't ex- I didn't expect. So good. Um and I looked over at her and I said that is my greatest nightmare. They just encapsulated that in 5 seconds of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's Zack Snyder. I don't know who did that. Was it the new person that came? Was it the who who came on after he left? Um. Oh God, what's his name? The the guy he wrote X Men, Astonishing X Men. Joss Whedon. Oh no, it was not Joss Whedon. It was uh, not Snyder, but it starts with an S. Brian uh, Singer. 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 Singer didn't do Justice League. I could swear he did Justice League. No, dude. Singer was the X-Men guy. Yeah. It's, no, dude, it's Joss Whedon. Okay, maybe it is. All right, Joss Whedon. That so feels like Joss Whedon. That part. The lowest part. The lowest part, really? Yeah. That had just drip of emotion in it. And then her grabbing a hold of the pillow, waking up and like reaching over to the empty pillow. Hmm. Oh, oh! And after that trailer, and I think it was just from that little bit, my wife was like, "Looks like we'll be seeing that." <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. And she didn't even see Batman Superman, so wow. she has no clue that is dead. Huh? She had no idea. Spoilers. So- so could she not by the time when push comes to shove will she even go to it I highly bet but holy mackerel was that totally so two just two different trailers mm. and towards the end it, it, it felt like it was 
Like, was there a chariot that somebody was riding on? Like, <laughs> was this... It looked like a Thor trailer. Like, it looked like God coming down from, like, coming up from Hades or down from heaven. I, the hell was going on? <laughs> so many red lights. Was that Flash? Was that Cyborg? I don't know. Oh, look, there's Jeremy Irons. Yeah, there's stuff I didn't care about, dude. Like, all right, for one, I don't care about Cyborg. So I know that. Can you? It looks pretty good. It, 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 looked, it looks good. It looks pretty good. It, Come on, it looks good. But I just, I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't feel it, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I've never felt it. Cyborg in the Justice League. I've never you felt know what? it. You know what I did feel for the first time in that trailer? What? Chemi- chemistry between characters that are more than just two people talking i'm I'm gonna say this yes you're right also missed opportunity cyborg does not say booyah but aquaman does say booyah (laughs) some would say that's an opportunity sure (laughs) but when the bat signal comes up and there was the flash wonder woman batman yes bruce, bruce wayne i like that i thought that was very good very clear there were just there were was i wrong about the chariot and feeling like it was hundred towards no, the no, end no 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 you're right because good god can we find somebody to fight like Oh, good God. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, look, here's the thing. I think um, I think all the other trailers that released were much better than this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from a couple things, yes, that one scene with the, the bat signal, for sure the stuff with Lowe's at the beginning. Mm. Um, and it was good to see... Superman. It was good to see Clark. Yes. Well, and of course, I mean, to me... He's a good actor. It, it gives it away to me that he's going to be in the movie, right? That part should not have been in any God-blessed trailer. Right. That part would have effing crushed me. And, and I and it's so hard not to curse, and I don't want to curse. It It crushed me in the trailer. But it hurt me even more that it was in the trailer. <laughs> why not in Batman versus Superman? Why not just have like Superman's tombstone mm-hmm. in the trailer? Mm-hmm. Like, good God! Like, can we not have emotion in the movie? Like, why should? Unless they're they're like, it can't be too dark. We we have to lighten it up. We have to give them a different emotion other than like action, action, action. Mm. Like, guess what? Throw in another funny quip for, you know, Flash. Sure. Do, like, you don't need to, sh- like, that was, that penetrated my soul. I mean, I got goosebumps. Those goosebumps lasted through the entire trailer. I even showed it to, to my wife. I was like, feel this. Oh my God. I just have, I have goosebumps. <laughs> All my hair on my arms are sticking up. Mm. And now when I go see it, it'll be like, yeah, that was good. Oh, that was a minute and a half longer. I guess that made it better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now we get to watch Lois being depressed for three and a half minutes. Breathing. Yeah, yeah. But still, it's like, you didn't have to have that. Like, 
And Amy Amy Adams is a damn good actress. Good mm-hmm. God. Oh. But see, like you that's that's why you're my spirit. Like <laughs> we we haven't even talked about the dumb action. Who the hell cares about the dumb action? No, screw that. But that pimp that pimp look of Affleck and the camera down like fifteen feet below him, just mm-hmm. like Oh, that angle. Mm-hmm. Jesus, that was like a statue. So beautiful. Like, Snyder knows how to freaking direct, like, heroic-looking moments. Oh, yeah. Oh, but oh, then, yeah. I don't know, Thor comes down and slams his hammer down on the ground, and <laughs> the ground buckles for 30 miles. People, I swear to God, they were in chariots. <laughs> Are flying across dust all over the place. That that movie looks so brown. Ooh, and mm. then there's all these red lights, yellow lightning bolts. Was that Flash? Was that Cyborg? I don't know. <laughs> Just mm. Mm. look. Here's the thing. I think the I think the movie is going to be good. I don't think the trailer did it justice. Um, I wish they would have released a different trailer. You know what they needed to do, and it's it's a it was a tone. If you want to have a somber trailer, have mm-hmm. a somber trailer. If you want to have a quippy team funny haha trailer, have that. Mm. If you want to have a balls out action trailer, to be like, yo, sit back and relax. This is gonna like blow your hair back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have that because I guarantee you those three are in that movie. Just don't combine them all up into a minute and 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Good God. Mm -hmm. Can we not have something breathe just a little bit? Like, I get that people don't have the attention span that they did 10 years ago, but good God, you don't need to have everything look in heavy metal a rock video. You know, I I I don't buy that, Nick. I don't, I don't buy that. Hey, I'm just saying, look at all of the, like, Suicide Squad trailers. Those were all heavy metal videos. Oh, no, I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. But, but the you whole... couldn't even, you couldn't even figure out the last half Justice League trailer? You couldn't even figure <laughs> out what the fuck's going on on that thing. Dude, the whole thing, the whole thing about the, uh, the, we don't have the attention span we did 10 years ago, that's, that's fucking made up. No, I'm just saying for their trailer, they wanted to have so many quick edits, so it either hides what they're doing, which I don't believe, because at this point, that movie's done. That's in the can. So it's not trickery like they did for the teaser trailer, or the teaser trailer for, like, Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. where they sort of, like, it was a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Like, at this point, that movie's done. That, that movie's going to be out in one month. So guess what? Like, what? Uh, they're not hiding anything. So why not let it breathe a little bit? You could have showed a minute and a half, like, front to back of just the action scenes without any cuts. Mm-hmm. But instead, every bit of it, other than the the segment that the three of them were talking, and then the Lois and Clark bit, other than that, the most that they stayed on one scene was one line of dialogue. Hmm. 
two at the most, and that was Batman talking to Aqua. So it was a call and response. Or you had Alfred asking Bruce Wayne a question that never got answered, but it, let's put this question in there. Mm-hmm. Then go on to the next scene. And yeah. then have Commissioner Gordon look up at the light. Go on to the next scene. And then have the hammer slam. Go on to the next scene. Like, it it never let you breathe. Hmm. And that's the problem with a lot of the DC trailers. They don't let the thing breathe they don't let it talk a little bit that's that's what i'm saying when i when i say like the attention span I it's just you. i think it's a style of editing that just you didn't have to do that and to be honest with you i was pissed that i saw that trailer because i i wish the clark stuff wasn't ruined mm-hmm. and i don't even care if he comes back it's just like uh batman man um the taking off of the cowl. Mm -hmm. You don't need to show that in the trailer. But GD, they showed it in the effing trailer. Mm -hmm. Like, why? Why did you do that? Like, that was a pinnacle freaking moment. The only only moment in Batman vs. Superman that wasn't ruined in one of the 20 trailers they did was the death. That was it. Everything else was pretty much show. And they're doing the same damn thing with Justice League. And needless to say, I didn't want to curse, but this stuff, like, it fries me. It just, <laughs> it's so, fr- that's why a year ago, when we were like, let's just be off trailers. Let's, we're done. Let's yeah. stop with the trailers. Yep. Guess what? I couldn't hide from it because I'm watching Sunday football and the trailer's right there. Uh... That's how I saw it. And I wish I wouldn't have. <laughs> Ruiners of things, I tell you. But the goosebumps moment, dude. I can, I won't. That won't be able to be recreated. Yeah, yeah. It just won't. <sighs> That's Lois diving under the water to save. Like, it just won't. You're not going to see that again. Yeah. Mm. Well, mm. here's the thing. I'm going to see it the day it comes out. So it doesn't fucking matter to me. I'm probably going to see it a dozen times so it really doesn't are. matter to me. You know? Whatever. You're going to you're going to figure out if there was a chariot in that. Look, Batman vs Superman was a freaking awesome movie. Yep. Man of Steel is the most underrated movie of all time. Wow. Superhero wow. movie? Superhero movie of all time? Okay. All right. I appreciate that caveat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I should have put that in there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay, good, Most, good. most underrated you. superhero movie of all time. Uh, Super Suicide Squad, tons of fun. Not very good, but super fun. I've seen it, I don't know, about a dozen times already. So. Yep, you have um, kids. I, I do have kids. Zoe loves Suicide Squad. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. So, anyways, I'm going to go see this, even if the trailer's kind of meh. With that said, I watched a ton of shows, Nick. Yes, let's move on. I, I finally watched Get Out. Have you oh, seen Get Out? That? No, it's uh. All right, no. you need you need to hit pause on your eight track recorder right now, and mm-hmm. go see Get Out. It is amazing. I was surprised how good it was. Because you know you hear you hear people like ah oh, Oscar Winner blah blah blah. I'm like skeet 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 in your face. I don't care about your fucking awards. But 
Yeah, it was really good. Like, I started off, and I was like, okay, like, this is kind of typical horror-ish movie setup. Yeah. Um, but then, like, as you get going, there's a couple of uh, 180s that get thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And that's that's always nice for movies. So uh, the actual t- main twist, I was not expecting. I expected something else. And uh, the movie was freaking awesome. Have you ever heard an interview with him nope. when he was doing the circuit for this movie? Nope. You can tell he loves a certain period of horror films. Ooh. And he's very, very knowledgeable. Which is exciting, and yeah. he's so freaking funny. I can only am. Is that? Is it funny? Um, there are a couple of humorous scenes, but it's not a funny movie at all. Okay, so it's not a key and peel. No, 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 no. Goofy laugh riot. Okay, there's there's one character that provides the. Um, comedic relief mm-hmm. and it sets it's actually set up for the next phase of the movie at each point that he shows up okay and is it playing around with the tropes like Scream did back in the day yes see that's exciting because I did go to, the- to actually Scream yeah, yeah, get out! Get out's really I, good, man. Like, if you haven't seen it, okay. it, it it's worth it. It's not scary. Even though, it's, how can I put this? It's. Like, I don't want. It, I don't want you to ruin anything. No, to be honest, I'm. I'm trying. Uh, no, 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 without without bringing up the spoilers, I'm, I can't ruin the movie. Um, yeah, I don't. It, it's not scary. Much of it is more suspense than scare. Actually, okay. probably all of it is more suspense than scare. Um, but I guess really that's what makes a good horror flick to me is when you have matter of fact there was one scene that I actually jumped I haven't I haven't jumped for wow. a horror movie in decades wow now that's that's telling um, and it was like super brief and I was like huh! oh shit but it wasn't even like there was nobody like getting slashed when this happened. There was no blood when it happened. Like none of that. Matter of fact, okay, was there? It wasn't during a cat jump moment. No. Oh, good. Okay, good, good, good. Because I I find that or no, that's cheap, hideous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. So that really isn't jump. Yep. No, I, wow. I, I think you'll dig it, man. Like there's. There's no violence. Well, how can I say this? There's a little bit at the end, but it's kind of necessary. Um, you, but you understand, it isn't the horror and the gore aspect of it that that's the trigger for me. It's the suspense. Oh, there, there's a lot of suspense. Yeah, I think I might have to watch that during the day, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm just bad with that. Other than like the suspense that Hitchcock used to do, that's so outdated. Mm-hmm. That I can handle. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like modern suspense. Oh God, that's why whenever they throw the cat, yes, I might jump a little bit. But then I'm always like, man, that's like every sci-fi movie where somebody wakes up from a dream. 
Like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the Saturday Night Live where they don't know how to get out of a skit and then the camera just pulls back after, like, a horrible, like, button quote, you know? Yep. So now, with this movie, because I know you like Key and Peele, correct? I've seen it a few times. Okay, so you're not a... A huge no, fan. it's not okay. like oh, let me go watch Key and Peele, but like if it's on, like okay, whatever, I'll watch it. Because I will put that on Hulu whenever I have a free moment. Like that, <laughs> that is just my jam. Um, did you see Keanu? Uh no. Oh my god! Oh Martin, now you have to pause the pause the <laughs> podcast and go see Keanu. Because it is Key and Peele's, like, they, they both wrote it and acted in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It is it is some funny, funny stuff. That's why I keep thinking, like, maybe jo- maybe I just have to follow Jordan Peele. <laughs> like, he's supposed to be doing a new TV show. Like, for whatever reason, he's tapped into my brain. Like, every time I hear about it's, you know, he's writing from a place of, he loves horror. He's in a biracial relationship. Mm-hmm. I he's writing this as a horror, but also he's taking into account the first time he met his girlfriend's white parents and how they reacted, as well as all the other experiences of you know putting himself a man of color into a very awkward situation, meeting you know. You know, being put into that type of, like, how can I create a horror element out of this? Well, and I can, I can only imagine, because his, his, I don't know if they're married or not, but she's Italian, and I can only imagine, because I know how Italians are, with regards to this kind of thing. Like, yeah, I think he, I think he's married to Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea Peretti. Yeah. Which she's on, what is it, Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yep. She's hilarious in that show. She is effing hilarious. Like, you want to see comedy? Does great stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah. I saw her stand-up. I think it was on Netflix. So, yeah. yeah it's That's why it's just like, I can only imagine that situation, and now he's writing. So he's... I, I'm guessing it, there's a very real element to it, as well as his slightly... Because he, he, you can definitely see his weird stance with con like he likes monty python he like like he wears his influences on on his sleeve and then to be able to play around in a horror sandbox that would that sounds like a great element for a movie well you should uh you should go ahead and watch the movie i will i think and i think you'll be very pleasantly surprised at the twist cool yeah now does it set it up for a sequel no Okay, that's cool. Nope. Kudos to him. Um, so I watched that. Great movie. Mm-hmm. I watched... Uh, we haven't talked about this yet, but I watched Star Trek Discovery. No, we haven't. Um, How was the second half of the season premiere? The It was good. Okay, good. It was good. I, um, I, I, I thought that was pretty crappy of CBS to do, but... Okay. <laughs> hey, it's fine. The third episode's out. I haven't watched it yet. Um, okay. I'm probably going to watch it tonight. 
because cool. I need to decide if I want to renew or not by uh, tomorrow morning. Ooh. So there's that. Uh, but the discovery is good. Uh, the Orville is freaking amazing. Was that all you wanted to talk about, Star Trek? Star Trek Discovery? Yeah, well... Uh... Are they laying groundwork for an expansive universe? So I haven't watched the third episode yet, so I can't say. Because okay. the first two episodes are really one giant episode. And the way that it ends is kind of a new beginning. Oh. So I need to watch episode three because it almost feels like the show actually starts on episode three. Because we don't meet the uh, the USS Discovery in the first two episodes. Oh, wow. And they have a preview for episode three at the end of the second episode, and that is when you meet the Discovery. So we'll see. But some really interesting things done that I've never seen done in Star Trek before. Um, oh. The show is a lot more like uh, Battlestar Galactica than Star Trek. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. But it is it is it is Star Trekky, you know what I mean? Sure. But not as Star Trekky as the Orville, which uh, once you get past the first episode is uh, really fucking good. That is exactly what my wife said. Oh, your wife's watching it. Oh yes. Oh wow. That, that is that is must see TV for her. Nice. That that and Ghosted. Ooh, she's watching both of those. All right, I'm going to talk about Ghosted in a second. But she loves Adam Scott, so she is an apologist for Adam Scott. Fair so. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So you haven't yeah. watched The Orville yet? No, no, I oh, haven't. Oh, buddy, she loves it, buddy. Yeah. What are you doing? She even said after the first episode, she goes, "I don't see how they think that this is a comedy." <laughs> I, she's like, there wasn't one joke in that episode. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's a comedy. <laughs> so and she's like, I don't think so. <laughs> so, so that's, and I'm like, maybe they're just laying the groundwork for the, the universe. Here, here's how I think it worked. Um, I think it was pitched as a comedy. Mm-hmm. And so the pilot episode, there's a lot of comedy. Once you get to the second episode, the comedy gets toned down quite a bit. Hmm. And as you keep going from episode to episode, there's less and less comedy. Hmm. Um, and the the last one is episode the fifth episode, which guest starred Charlize Theron. Oh, nice! Uh, looking great as ever. Yeah, of course. Um, I think there were like maybe two jokes in that episode. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, as they have less humor in the show, it gets progressively better. And they tackle some really interesting things. Like, episode three um, focuses on the third in command, I can't remember his name, and his husband. Um, They're kind of like Klingons, but their whole race is male. Mm. Um, And so... and. 
it, it turns out that he he late he he takes off like the second episode because he's gestating his egg. He lays an egg, and so he has to sit on it for whatever like twenty one days. Uh, hmm. And at the end of the episode, he gives birth to the baby, and it turns out that the baby's a girl. And so episode three deals with oh. them wanting to get gender reassignment done to the baby because she's a female. Uh, wow. And the whole race is male. And there's some really interesting stuff that gets done in that episode. That's a pretty heavy topic to tackle. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, and then episode four was super awesome, dude. They find this, like, turtle spaceship, and it's gigantic, and they go inside, and it's like a an actual world. It's like Westworld inside. Huh. Um. But, like, there's no robots. They're all people. But they don't know that they're in floating in space in a spaceship. They think that, like, they're living in this place. They're all, like, holodecks, that type of... It's not, No, it's not a holodeck. Like, it's a real place. Mm. Um, and then by the end of the episode, you learn that, like, the ship, the engines malfunctioned. So they're stranded in space just floating. And after... They've been floating in space for, like, 2,000 years. So, of course, like from generations of being in space, they've all forgotten that they were in a spaceship. And so they've like created this whole mythology about like who they are and their place in the universe based on just kind of things like their God is actually the original captain of the ship. Um, and it's, it's really cool. It's really well done. Apparently that that's story is based on a star Trek um, original series episode as well. It sounds like like an Isaac Asimov type story. It's really well done, dude. Like the whole yeah, show, the show's fantastic. Like once you skip skip the first episode, like maybe sort of a second, maybe just so you know who the characters are. But like once you get to three, like it really kicks off. Three, four, and five have just been fantastic. It sounds really good. Yep. Um, so I, you mentioned Ghosted. I watched Ghosted. Mm-hmm. It was okay. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I don't. That's based on a comic book, right? I couldn't tell you because because I've got a ghosted on my unlimited queue. Um, oh yeah, the thing from Image. It's yeah, I think it's Image. I don't know if it's based on that. Hmm. Maybe I don't know. Uh, that just seems convenient. I can I can guarantee you, my wife has interest in. A comic book based show, yeah. But uh, but I think with the commercials, I think she went into it like, oh, I liked Men in Black, and this sort of looks like Men in Black with X Files. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. It's and so it's a thirty minute. That's the thing. I was surprised because I thought it'd be an hour, but it was like twenty three minutes for the episode. I'm sure there's plenty of commercials. I don't know. I don't have commercials. Right. Well, hence 23 minutes. <laughs> but, uh, like, it was fine. I like the actor. Um, I can't remember his name. Uh, the, the black actor in that. He was in The Office. And he was the villain in season two of Mr. Robot. Um, but oh, he's, way, he, to ru- way to ruin season two of Mr. Robot. You're not going to watch it. He, uh, 
if you, you are you going to watch it? It's on Amazon Prime. It's free. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, well then maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need to watch been, it before season two starts. I've been waiting. Been waiting uh, for that to go free. Yeah, yeah it's, it's on Prime. Cool. Um, like it, it's fine, but there's there's too much comedy. But he's a funny guy. Like he, both he of is them a together, they are very. Well, and the thing is, he he plays the less funny character of the two. Yeah, he's like the Tommy Lee Jones guy. Yeah, I guess so. Well, actually, yeah, because he plays the next cop. But and that's kind of the premise. He's an he's an ex LAPD detective. And then the other guy that's working at Walmart used to be like a brilliant physicist or something. Um, and they have to find out. Like I, I don't know, it's it's so weird. Like it was fine for a pilot. It was good. I laughed. I uh, I didn't turn away. I watched intently, but it mm-hmm. was it wasn't my favorite thing. I don't expect that to go beyond bubblegummy comedy. No, not at all. Especially at at a thirty minutes a week, like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, some people like their comedy that you know tune out a little bit. And and the thing is, it's fine. And that might be one reason I continue to watch it is because it's short and it's funny and mm-hmm. it's kind of in my wheelhouse of genres that I enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. I'll probably end up continue to watching it because if I'm watching heavy shit like whatever the fuck's happening in Orville, you know what I mean? Um, sure. Or anything else that I watch, then I I want a palate cleanser. So, mm-hmm. um, ghosted. Cool. Um, God, what else did I watch? I watched too many things, Nick. I watched Inhumans. Yeah. What did you think of the first episode? I thought... Well, I watched the first two. Okay. Um, I'll watch the third one tomorrow. Um, I don't understand why people are shitting on it. I thought it was well done. Oh, cool. That's great to hear. I didn't expect that. I think the problem with that might be a lot of people watched it on IMAX, and it's not worth $15 on IMAX. If that makes sense, um, but if you watch it on TV, like it's fine. It's a good TV show. I, th- yeah, I think so- it's I think it's better than Agents of Shield. Um, it's not as good as the other stuff for me, but it's it's the enjoyable. Netflix, the Netflix stuff, you mean? Oh, it's it's not even close to the Netflix stuff. Okay. No, I'm talking about like Flash or Arrow or Gotham or oh, Zombie or anything of that stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is no Gotham though. It is no Gotham. It is no Gotham. But, uh, yeah, it was fine. Like, if you like Inhumans, definitely worth watching. Um, if you enjoy S.H.I.E.L.D., definitely worth watching. Um, I, like, don't expect, like, an, oh, my God, this is freaking awesome thing. But I think it's good. It's, it's enjoyable. Um, it's kind of like, so, and I've heard other people say this. It's like they try to do Game of Thrones with mutants, but it's no Game of Thrones, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. Um, Does it have an Abnett and Lanning feel to it? No. Mm, okay. But they did take some like some beats off of the Jenkins run. Oh, okay. Um, it just doesn't translate as well in a TV gotcha. show. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's tough. I think I think Inhumans is fine. Look, people are shitting on it. You're wrong. Like, whatever. Go fuck yourselves. You're wrong. Um, 
what else did I watch? Gotham. I watched Gotham. Gotham's freaking awesome. Okay. Gotham's so good! Except Baby Batman. I'm not sure about that yet. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Boy. Well, Br- Bruce has a costume now, kind of. Like, he, he's going on rooftops looking for crime. And they said since season one they would never do Batman. But, you know, like, he's kind of Batman now. Hmm. Um, so it's interesting. Like, they're playing with some things which I, I like. Like, they're they're playing with them, some Gotham City Siren stuff, mm-hmm. um, which I, I really enjoy. Um, again, the Batman thing is cool, but he's, he's not quite Batman. Um, he's more like Robin. Who who was it that did that? They did that at some point where they had like rejiggered his origin where he was like kind of Robin beforehand before he became Batman. And that's why he has Robins. Do you remember that? Oh, fuck. I need to find that and reread it. It's fair, no, it's, I don't. Yeah, it's fairly recent. Like, maybe within the past, like, 10 or 15 years, I want to say. Um, are you talking about We Are Robin? No, no, no. It was earlier than that. God, maybe I'm making this up. <laughs> this is your alt history? No, somehow I remember that. Like, that's the reason why he has Robins. Is, okay. Is that, the, like, that was his first attempt at being a vigilante. I'll look it up. Anyways, Gotham's really good. And uh, I think that's it. Nothing else has come out yet. Well, I mean, there's other shows that are out, but we don't talk about those. Well, you could talk about whatever you want. Oh, 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 there was one more. The Gifted. Yeah, I was... Was that only one episode? It's just one episode right now. Okay. It's really fucking good. Oh, good. I, I don't know if I'm right yet. So before it came out, I said... It would be the best new comic book show. Well, you know what? I'm going to stick to that. The best new comic book show of the year. Um, it's a million times better than Inhumans. I, better than The Tick? Ooh, that's tough. That's tough because The Tick isn't over yet. The second half of the season's coming out next year. Did you see the poster of it? Yes. <laughs> that's a sharp poster. Yeah, yeah. Um, just hey, when you say best comic book, whatever of the year, I I have to throw in the tick. No, so. I gotcha. Well, yeah, I guess that is still new. I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. It's it's the for sure better than Inhumans. It um, does have Blink. It's better than Ghosted. Has Blink and it has uh, Pol- Polaris. Polaris, yes. Which I love both of those. We already best, know this. Best Blink ever. Best Blink of the year. Well. I mean, technically only Blink, because Blink was in Days of Future Past. Can you just give that to me? Come on. All right, all right, fine. Best Blink of the year. Thank you. I'm I'm glad Jamie Chung got off of Gotham to come on and we'll Blink. (laughs) Dude, it's really good. Like, it's dramatic. Is, can I ask you, after one episode, is Mm -hmm. it going to be better than the FX show? What FX show? Oh, Legion? Yes. Oh, that's too early to tell. Okay. Okay. So you don't you. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's that's a little too early. There's um there's a scene in Gifted that reminds me a lot of Legion. 
And I wish they wouldn't have done it because of that. Mm. But I kind of understand why they did it. Um, you mean like thematic wise or the like, dialogue in the scene? No, like it was pretty much lifted from Legion. Did you, did you finish Legion? No, I haven't. Ah, oh, damn it. But that's um, okay. Uh, I can talk, I, no, no, I can talk about the scene without spoiling anything. Um, so, so one of the main characters in Gifted... He doesn't know he's a mutant, and huh. he, he gets bullied a lot. And so he and his sister go to a dance, uh, the high school dance. She meets her boyfriend there, and uh, he's just hanging out on the bleachers because he has no friends. And Is he the one that ends up in the washroom, in the showers? Yes. Okay. Oh wait, that was in the trailer. Yes, it was. Okay, good. So yeah, so they. The bullies come into the dance and they see him, and so they bring him to the to the showers, and uh, like start to beat him up, and he goes bananas, and it's like straight out of Legion because Legion had that same scene in a shower, um, mm-hmm. surrounded by like they weren't FBI, but whatever. This time it's bullies in Legion. It was government agents. Um, where he goes bananas and starts like bending pipes and like the like cracking walls and lights blow up and yeah. Um, well, you know why they do that. Of course, that's what I'm saying. I didn't mind it, but yeah, like you, you just did it in another show. You know what I mean? And it's the same, it's the same company. You, but you understand why they do that. I I do I do. You can make water look really pretty. Sure. For no amount of money. Sure. So it's an easy solution. Like all of a sudden, if they made the water higher, they had to add all that. Oh my god, that's expensive. Sure. So there's some practical effects for that. So, anyways, he's your. Yes. Do you remember like who directed it or? Brian Singer. Did, like, oh, that's pretty impressive. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Singer did the pilot. Oh, that's exciting. And yeah, I, I always I love think, seeing... I think he may have written it also. I was just about to say, I love seeing, like, the writer and director to see, like, who did they bring on board for this? Well, so the thing is, this this is in the same universe as the movies. Um, the Well, most likely. The thing is, you don't know, like, where it kind of fits in the movies, because um, at one point, I think it's Sunspot. Um, was this, I think it was Sunspot. So something about, like, you know, in this world, like, we don't know where the where the Brotherhood or the X-Men are. Like, all there is is the underground. Hmm. Um, so Sunspot, Thunderbird, and Polaris are members of the underground, which is, like, the Underground Railroad for mutants. And uh, they come upon these kids. I don't want to say how, but they come upon them and help them escape the Sentinels, which the Sentinels here is an agency, a government agency. And I don't know if eventually we'll see, like, the giant robot Sentinels, but... And I think this was in the trailer. There's a really cool scene where they're um, fighting agents in an underground parking lot. And in that scene, we see the Sentinels that they have in this world, and they look kind of like the the little 
spider robots from the Matrix. You remember that? Oh, yeah. They did show that because I made reference to it. Okay, okay, good. I'm glad I'm not spoiling anything then. No. Um, and, and, I, and, and it honestly, was well done. I don't care if you... Oh, you need to see it, dude. It's really good. Uh, you should You should check it out. I know, but when I have Martin Ferretti as a buffer, I can wait till the season's over. <laughs> and that. So, um, so yeah, Gifted was uh, it was really, really well done. I was extremely pleased. That's I great. Uh, I had high hopes for it, and I was not disappointed. Amy Acker uh-huh. is still a beautiful woman. Yeah, and um, the girl that plays Polaris is also beautiful. And that character is really interesting, by the way. There's a Great. lot of there's a lot of mental health issues there. Um, so really, really well done. Jamie Chung, also a beautiful woman, playing mm-hmm. one of my favorite mutants of all time. So mm-hmm. that's appreciated. But uh, yeah, every, everything now, everything that I watched, I gotta say, Nick, mm-hmm. I didn't hate any of it. Matter of fact, I loved ninety nine percent of it. Look at you. I like that. Yeah. Can I ask you a question about gift? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an hour long. Shut up, Alexa. Dang it. Be quiet. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it 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 was was an hour long. Okay. How? Because I'm only going by the last trailer I saw during, and we talked about this before, uh, on Fox. Mm -hmm. Um. Sunday football. Yep. Uh, the last trailer I saw, maybe you can confirm this. How many times did somebody in a scene hold up their hands, fingers spread out, and something magical was done? <laughs> a lot. Okay, good, good. Because it seems like that's the only every young person knows how to control their power. Whatever the power is, that's the only way to activate it. Yes. Actually, you know what? There's a really cool scene, since you were saying that. Um, yes, they all use their hands to activate their powers. Mm-hmm. Um, ex- well, except the little boy, because like, he's just learning about his crazy telepathy and shit. Does he hold his fingers up to his head? Of course. Up to his temple. He's okay. got mental okay. abilities. He has to hold his head. Okay. All right. Great. But um, there's there's one that scene where they're out. they're they're all running from the cops. Oh, when they when they go find Blink, uh, Polaris and Sunspot and Thunderbird, mm-hmm. and Polaris goes freaking nuts, almost kills a guy, oh. and Sunspot gets shot, mm-hmm. and it was really cool because when he gets shot, he has a hole in his arm, and there's like light coming out of it. I think they showed that in the trailer. Did they? I think so. Yeah, I think that... You know what? The, I'm going to have to rewatch the trailer. Maybe they showed like it, all the really cool shit on the trailer. Because it looked like almost like a T2, like liquid metal thing. Eh. Not liquid metal, not liquid metal, but like the gunshot wound that, like, of course you can see through perfectly. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I could swear I've seen that. It was cool. It was can, well can I ask you another question? Yes. About gifted, you can ask all the questions you want. Okay. Um, well, great. If this goes on for multiple, mm-hmm. will we get Sunspot and Thunderbird and all the other mutants in 
they're costumes that are sort of like the comic book costumes? Or will it all be street clothes? So, that's interesting. So, the the one cool thing that they've done, um, aside from Sunspot, they're actually all kind of in costume, to be honest. Hmm. Like, the... They're all it's all street clothes. But the way that they've done it kind of almost makes it look like they're costumes. I would um, think Sunspot's costume would be very easy to do. Well, Sunspot's is the one that's the most normal. Like he wears normal clothes, he's a normal dude with a goatee. Hmm. But like Thunder uh, well, I mean Thunderbird would be the easiest. Like he pretty much wears his costume. Like that's the street clothes. It's a uh, it's a little less uh, stereotypical Native American. Mm-hmm. Thank God. But you could you could see like the inspiration. Um, same with Polaris, except like I mean like there's no TNA, but like you can kind of see it. And then with Blank, like you're not going to have that long pink dress. Um, I don't know. I'm just asking. But like she's got the pink, and the cool. So the cool thing that they do is though, when they use their powers. They it, it's almost like they morph a little bit, because um, like, especially with Polaris, because when she uses her powers, the electromagnetic manipulation, like her hair, kind of turns greenish. Oh, neat. Um, so yeah, it's cool. It's well done. Like it's not in your face, uh-huh. but it does show you kind of who they are if you're familiar with the characters. So yeah, that's cool. It's well done, dude. I'm telling you. It's good. Can I ask a, Can I ask another question? Uh, as many as you want. Would you say that if they're in the same universe as the, and obviously it's Brian Singer, his his universe. Sure. Uh, would you say that it might be in the last Logan movie that universe? Um, it almost feels that way because. Like, they all take sociology class in high school, and one of the things they discuss are, like, mutant rights and oh, okay. like law That's and things like that. Great. So mutants are already this universe. They're already yes, yes, they're, yes, not, yes. they're not hidden. In fact, the, the two main kids, their dad is a prosecutor of mutants for the government. Oh, yeah. That's right. I did see that on the Yeah. So isn't it so weird that he has a mutant child? Wow. Two mutant children. Who would have thought? They're they're both mutants. Yeah. But hey, it's Hollywood, so... Well, and I mean, that. That, that's kind of been a trope, right? Yeah, for sure. So there's that. Matter of fact, the, well, uh, the, the new... Um, one of the Dark Knight Metals books is kind of like that. Um, hmm. the, the one with Nightwing. It's Nightwing in the future. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like president, except he's not president because he's kind of a dictator. Um, but he's he has a son with um, oh god, what's her name? Starfire. Ooh. And his son is a what do they call it in in DC? It's a Meta. His son's a Meta, and the Ooh. thing is, Nightwing has eliminated all Metas from the world. Oh wow! Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Anyways, gifted. I was right. It's freaking awesome. Well, I'm glad. And it's going to be better than uh, Runaways 2 because I saw that trailer and it looks like garbage. It does? It looks so bad. 
Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it looks bad. Watch it when we're done or tomorrow, whatever. It's it doesn't look good. Okay. <sighs> Maybe you're just not the audience for. It. Well, I mean, I thought about that, but I watch all the CW shows. Yeah, true. Even iZombie. iZombie's so good. Um, <laughs> even iZombie. I just finished whatever season that was. Two, or I guess? Three. Three. Season three is what I finished. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that, that's my, uh, my, my report from, no the, movies? from the front lines. Um, what movies did I watch? Well, Get Out, Other I said that. Out. Oh, I watched Time Crimes. Time Crimes. It is a Spanish movie. You can okay. watch it with subtitles on Hulu. I think it's on Netflix too. Okay. Um, and how do I want to say this? There's a there's this guy and his wife who move into a new countryside home, and as they're he decides to take a break. He's he's like checking out the woods in his backyard with binoculars to look for like birds and whatever and sees this naked girl and goes to investigate and hilarity ensues where he uh, ends up going into a tank and going back in time except um, he goes back in time and sees himself still at his house looking at uh, the backyard with binoculars and so um in order to keep the timeline safe, he uh, sets up things exactly the way that they happened. And so he, uh, as he's driving down the street, he sees the girl walking with her bike or whatever, and he sets her up in the woods. And I don't know, crazy stuff happens. And and th- this may happen several times. So I, I don't want to spoil the movie because anything I say beyond that will spoil the plot. But it's really fucking good. Time crimes. Watch it. Is the is the girl naked the entire movie? No. No, she's did, she's naked in very few parts of the movie. Did he go back in time and for the very first time he saw her? Um uh, he goes back in time like an hour and a half or two, I think. Mm-hmm. Um but I can't I can't say anything beyond that because it ruins the entire movie, literally. Dang it. Um, because stuff happens. It's kind of like butterfly effect, except in time. Sure. Except in time. Sure. Um, and dude, like, it's it's free, so just watch it. Um, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, it's really but is good. it funny? Because it sounds no, the way not... you're describing it. It sounds no. no. It is really? not not funny. Not hmm. at all funny. Wow. Um, well, when you describe it with the naked woman back in time to, like, set it back up, and I'm like, oh, this sounds lighthearted and fun. Well, maybe maybe when you explain it, but when you actually watch it, it's kind of like, holy shit. I'm like, that's how that happened? Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, that's neat. Like, there's a reason he sees the naked girl in the in the woods. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't don't go into it anymore. This this is intriguing. Yeah, yeah, you should watch it. I'm serious. 
Um, Sounds like some good sci-fi. Spanish with subtitles, but really good. Like there's, there, there's. But very... you can follow. You can follow. Oh, totally! Yeah, yeah totally. They're totally. not talking so fast that you. No, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 good, no. good, good. Okay. No, 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 no. no. Um, there's there's very few movies that get time travel done correctly. Yeah. Um, this is one of them. Uh, Primer is the other one. You're pretty good with time travel movies. Yeah. So and I, I'll trust your opinion. They're they're both like super indie. Um, and when I say indie, don't get me wrong. It's not bad. Like it's not like shaky cams and terrible dialogue. I, like the acting is really good. Hey, even if it was shitty indie, if indie films can be shitty, but still, you know what can always be good with an indie film? The writing. Yeah. I could care less about a budget. You you can't ruin good writing, so. Well, and I gotta say, like, I know a lot of people don't like watching movies with subtitles, but there's some really good, like, interesting movies coming out of Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, Time Crimes is one of them. I don't know if you've ever seen the Rec series. Um, mm-hmm. But there's four of those. I think one or two were remade in English with different actors. Um, and when they remade them, I think it was called Quarantine. Um, mm-hmm. But there's four Rec movies. One takes place in an apartment building. One is a wedding. What's the third one? Airport. And then uh, a ship. Um, those are zombie movies. All four of those. Um, but really interesting take on zombie movies. Uh, the first three are kind of shaky uh, cam, like uh, Blair Witch Project kind of thing. Um, and the fourth one has almost none of that. Um, those and what's the other one? I want to say. Oh God. There's it's it's post-apocalyptic, but it's not zombies. Um, Are you ruining all of our Halloweeny suggestions? Oh no, not at all. Okay, because you better come with the movies when oh, we dude. do our rating episode, dude. Because that'll that'll I, all be on you. Now. I, I got so much stuff. You know okay, me. Good. Like my uh, jam, my I jam do. is horror and sci-fi and fantasy. Good. Like, that's all I watch. Good. Um. Anyway, I'll 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 find this this other one. But uh, don't don't sleep on the Spanish uh, Spanish sci-fi horror stuff, man. I do not sleep on the Spanish stuff. So <laughs> I just sleep on the sci- the horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do Del Toro. That's about it. Uh, oh man. So what's that? Uh, oh god. What's that movie in set during? Um, during the Spanish yeah, War? The, the, yeah, what was it, Franco? Devil's... No. Devil's Workshop? What no, Pandora... Pan, something with, oh, Pan's Labyrinth. No. Pan's Labyrinth, I was Labyrinth, thinking of the dude. other one. Which one? I was thinking of the one before that. Devil's Workshop? Yeah, and that was done during, I believe, Spanish War. Is that Del Toro? Yeah. Really? Pretty sure. Huh. Now I have to go look. Well, I was thinking of Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, well, that's that's a masterpiece. Yes, it is. Pan's Labyrinth is what the Hellboy movie should have been. Um, yeah, they're two different things. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I guess. 
But I, I don't mean like story wise. I mean aesthetically. Hmm. I don't. I don't need that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dang. Now I. You know you're you're driving me crazy. Yeah, that's what all the ladies say. Bah. Hands slapper up. Devil's backbone. That's I it. I don't know if I've seen that. What? Let me look this up. How is that? Yeah, Devil's here you backbone. go. After Carlos, a 12-year-old whose father died in the Spanish Civil War, that's where I got it, arrives uh, at an omni- om- omnis... Ooh. Uh, Devil's Orphanage, or sorry, Boy's Orphanage, and discovers the school is haunted. It has many dark secrets he must uncover. It's good. Backbone. I'm on, can I stream it? Let me see if I can stream it. I don't know. It says Amazon Prime for $2.99. Okay, I'm okay with that. It's good. It almost feels like his version of an indie. A lot of practical type stuff. Yep. Wait, does it yeah. say that? Because see, can I stream it is just becoming a terrible service. I agree. It's really gone downhill. What is happening over there? It's almost like they want you they want to get you to a point where you're like, oh remind me when it's free. I mean, not remind me when it's free. Oh, I can pay two ninety nine through Amazon now? Yeah, here, let me click through you. So my guess is they get a kickback from Amazon. Yeah, but it doesn't even say that. It says not streaming anywhere. Hmm. I looked on IMDb and it says Amazon Prime, watch it for two ninety nine. Well, and IMDb would know because Amazon owns them. Uh, oh, here it is. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Devil's Backbone. Nope. That's not the right one. Came out in 2001. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure this is the right one? I don't know. I just looked at IMDb. It said 2001. All right, well, if IMDb says so, then it might be. Yeah. three ninety nine rent, twelve ninety nine own, or free if you have Shudder. God, I need to get that Shudder. I know Rob I Krieger know. watches a bunch of that. He watches tons of it, and it sounds like there's, like, you... Man. That's what you could get me on. If Wait there, a second. If horror documentaries, sign me up. Is there a connection with this? So, I just see, I see on Amazon a Blu-ray collection, Guillermo del Toro Trilogy. It's Kronos, Devil's Backbone, and Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Are those connected? Is that like an actual trilogy? I thought. Or is that? I thought, or is that I like thought, uh, like *Nymphomaniac* and the other one that has nothing to do with each other, but they're a trilogy? I don't think the characters overlap, but I think the world overlaps. I think that's how he set it up. Damn it! I've never seen *Kronos* either. How much is the Blu-ray? <sighs> Holy Christ. Martino, I refuse you. Oh my god, that's crazy. Hell, I might even have Devil's Backbone. I might even have that DVD. I would happily send that to you. (laughs) Do not spend $68 for that. No, I'm not doing that. Let me go. Let's let's see if Kronos is on... 
Prime. Shit, I'll I'll rent it. Um, I'm okay with that. It'd be nice if it was on Netflix, but who the hell knows? You would think, right? Yeah. Or maybe you have to get that shutter. Okay, okay. No, no, that's fine. I can um I can also watch Chronos on Prime for three ninety nine. That's cool. Okay. I'm good with that. But, but wait, Ron those... Perlman's in this. Nice. What the hell? But both of those might add up for a month of shutter. Yeah, but uh Kronos is not on shutter. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Alright, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh well damn. I'm it. trying to find any excuse for you to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I do own Pan's Labyrinth, but not these other two. Damn it. I'm gonna have to have on, Guillermo del Toro on, Day. Not on Hulu, huh? I don't know, I didn't look. Okay. Dude Well look before you purchase, you're off tomorrow. You know. Well, I'm, I'm off tomorrow, but I'm not really off. You know what I'm saying? Because I got, Why? I got, I got, got podcasts to put out. I got podcasts to put out. I gotta got watch. I gotta watch Blade Runner, and then I gotta go watch Blade Runner 2049. Ooh, like that's my whole day right there. Yeah, that sort of is. Then, Unless can you put out? Can you do the podcast or watch Blade Runner tonight? Um, I don't know, man. It's like 11.30. Uh, you might be able to do the podcast. Uh, kind of want to just go to sleep. <laughs> All right, okay. I'm just trying to multitask for no, you. No, no, I got it. I got you. No, I need to put out a... And I'm Gotham. I need to put out a... The, the, this or that, Nerd Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to put out a, a VCP for the Patreon, the Patreon-exclusive episode. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. Yeah, we didn't uh do you know when people put everything out? Yes. On okay. So there there is a little bit somewhat of a schedule. Somewhat of a schedule, yes. Okay, cuz it seems like a lot of things get front-ended at the beginning of the week and then trail off toward the end of the week. Uh yes, like at the end of the week it's usually uh, VCP um uh, podcast of Thousand Holds, the wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast, a lot of times. So when when we're doing twice a week, I was doing Wednesday and Saturday. Um, right. now that we kind of want to stretch it out a little bit more, I might just go ahead and start putting those like Friday nights, maybe. Um, just to kind of split the difference. Yeah, I don't care. I just like it drives me crazy. Like three podcasts whether they're like a monthly or bi-weekly all of a sudden they like oh there's three podcasts that got released on tuesday and then wednesday and thursday nothing yeah yeah see like for me it doesn't matter because so i listen to all of our podcasts um not because i have to but because i enjoy all of them um but like i've subscribed to 73 podcasts i looked it up today and yeah 73. But the thing is, like, I listen to podcasts all day long at work. Yes, yeah, same here. So, like, I I need a bunch to fill up my time. Um, and matter of fact, this week I worked so much, I ran out of podcasts by Thursday. 
and for some wow. reason, for some reason, nobody put shit out on Friday. Yeah. Um, and I think I think there was like two that came out last night, and I listened to them already. So, um, why do you think I even tweeted at you and said <laughs> put something out on Friday? Because I was like dying for something yeah yeah i know well the thing is we've got like like three episodes of this recorded i think but dude you know my number one rule once a week dude yeah yeah. that's how we can have three in the in the coffin just waiting for christmas or thanksgiving where all of a sudden like one of us is just jammed up with work or family or whatever we want to take a break well, but guess what? We could, we could take a three week break right now. Yep. Yep. Love it. Well, Love it. This this might be an almost two episode week. Because um, I'm going to put this or that out tomorrow. And like this one it is not like as timeless as the one we did with Paul, for example. Um, so I, I'll, I'll probably I, put this out next weekend. I hate to say it. This one should be put out before. <laughs> Damn it! Before this or that? No! I hate to say it because we're talking about the con. You don't want to listen to a con episode later. All right, fine. It's old news. I'll just put this out tomorrow then, and I'll put I this. Know. I'll put this or that on Friday. Because trust me, you know me. I don't want to listen to. I rarely listen to us babble. Yeah. This yeah. or that, I will actually listen to because I just want to hear how the music came in, and how you've received the questions. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, guess what? New York Comic Con? Uh, people might want to hear something. I gotcha. I gotcha. But it drives me crazy that we can't... <laughs> <But> it... <laughs> hey, we we gotta live by our own rules that we set in our own head. Well, so... but that's that's the thing, though, right? Like, if we record twice a week, it's bound to happen. Yeah. Some episodes we can push back, and some you just kind of can't. That's why I love the book review and fewer. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. We Man. just have to be strict enough to be like, look, we're going to talk about television, or we're going to talk about a book, and we're not going to talk about anything like trailers that will instantly become dated in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, since Guess what? Our Halloween-y episode is going to paint us into a corner. Guess what? Before Halloween. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Oops. We do it to ourselves, everyone. Well, you know, since I'm going to put this out first, then, um, I guess we need to shout out this Comixology sale, man. Because there's some great shit. I bought... Um, so I, I talked about all the Judge Dredd stuff that I bought earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I bought... The uh, volumes one through eight of Queen and Country. Oh, good call. Yeah, they're, they're three bucks a pop. And trust me, you can't go wrong. You can't. That's some good Greg Rucka. And by the way, the first three are on Unlimited. So, Wow, that says a lot then. Yep. yep. I like it. I like it a lot. And that's it. I don't that's... know what else is on there because I haven't looked at the sale. Thoroughly. That's all you bought. That's oh, and um, Black Hammer Volume One. I got that too. Oh, good, good call. Yep, that's some fun reading. Yep, but that's it. Well, and I I own that in floppies. Uh, oh wow! But I was like, Ooh, I, 
I did the same thing. I double dipped too. Oh shit! You know what I just cool. thought about? Yeah. I triple dipped on this motherfucker. No, oh, I like it even more because I have the. I just saw the trade on my bookshelf. Yeah. Fuck me. I, I like. Well, it you even know what? More. Whatever. It's fine. It was eight dollars. Yeah. Um. Let me give you mine since we're talking. Mm. Uh, and I did double dip as well. Mm. I bought vo- I bought volume one of the old guard. Speaking of Greg Rucka. Ooh, nice. I had to buy that, dude. It's so Come good. On. Yeah, it's so it good. was five dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's two of the issues. What is it? Five issues in the in yeah. the arc? Yep. Like, oh my god, that's three issues for. F- um, I picked up the Batman Legacy. I had extra money. Did you? Yeah. Have I you- had extra money. What the heck? <laughs> it was a good. It was a good deal. It was like. What was it? Five ninety nine, and there was like ten or eleven issues in it. Mm. So I, I'm like, eh, it's it's below the dollar cost. <laughs> and then I I know I know, and then I I picked up uh, Monstrous Volume One. I picked up uh, Thief of Thieves Volume Four and Five because I I still love that series. Mm. Um, I picked up the Voodoo Trade from the. I picked up Ether Volume One. Mm-hmm. I picked up uh, New Gotham from the DC. I picked up the Robin Trade Reborn hmm. and uh, Road to uh, No Man's Land. Nice. Which I was very excited to get. Nice. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's all good. Very good. Very good. I might get some more stuff. I don't know yet. I need to look through the, uh, the image stuff. Yeah, um, you should and I might finish reading. Look, going over the um, IDW. I don't. I don't think there's enough on IDW that I would want, though. I got the dread stuff, so I'm I'm good with that. What about Dark Horse? The Dark Horse sale. Um, I haven't looked at Dark Horse. You're right. Yeah, there's some there's some good stuff. Wait, there. no, I did. That's where I got Black uh, Black Hammer. Oh yeah, that's right. Maybe I didn't look enough. I, I don't know. I'll look through it again. <laughs> I'll look through it again. That's pretty good deals, man. Yeah, I know. It's and I think it's going to be one of the last ones before they always do the same thing right around Christmas time, mm-hmm. where you can just get really good deals. Yep, like percentage off of percentage off. Yep, off sale. So it's going to be a while. We're going to be waiting some time. Yep, but that's okay. Oh, I mean, oh, oh! <laughs> I, I will recommend one for you. Because yeah, um, um, I know I talked about it on this podcast, and I know that Paul bought it, and he also loved it. But huh. Bla- Black Sad is on sale on Comixology. Oh, um, it's like five bucks, five fifty. So uh, look after the uh, the the code. Okay, um, and that's published by Dark Horse. So if you want to check that out. That's a really good price. I will check that out. Let's wrap this up, Nick, because I'm off, but you're not. No, I'm not, sadly. Wow, this. And, um, oh, go ahead. Has been the Nerdy Legion podcast brought to you not by any foot soak. 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 But, uh, but by, by, by us. This podcast has been brought to you by Nick and Martin. 
who uh, who love talking to each other. And Nick, I've missed you because I haven't talked to you in like two weeks. I know. It's been ages. I know. It's so bad. It's so bad. We went to uh, Dave & Buster's. And, uh, I, I saw a few pictures. Yeah, did you? They posted on Facebook? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, and, and the bad thing is we had coupons. So um, if you spent 20 bucks on a card, you got another free $20 on the card. Holy cats. That is a good deal. And we had three cards. So Uh-oh. that's a lot of fucking games. I was like, are we ever leaving this place? But, did you uh, play some, some of that horrible Fruit Ninja? No, I didn't play for Ninja, but I did play a bunch of Pac-Man, and uh, I played a bunch of uh, Batman, of course, and uh, I played a bunch of Guitar Hero. And nice. I don't even know what else. A bunch of stuff. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It's a good way to celebrate a birthday. It's good times. But I was like, we need to go home because I got to record. And then we got here. Yeah. And we had plenty of time, so I watched uh, SNL. And uh, oh, good. Gal Gadot was the uh, host, and nice. uh, she was looking uh, sexy as ever. Yeah, she's she's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's it. We're gonna wrap it up. We're done. Fuck this show. We're out. The show's canceled. Bye. No, it's not canceled. Bye. <laughs>